On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. One of the commentators I readily relate to is Charles Spurgeon. He subtitled Psalm 11, quote, on steadfast trust. And this really got me thinking about trust and your brain. And by the way, if you didn't catch the new Choose to Think inspirational podcast series called Brain Power that just launched this past Monday, you're going to love it. It's all about how to keep your brain young, Y-O-N-G. Matter of fact, I give you 12 tips on keeping your gray matter, your brain young. Every Monday during the months of November and December, you'll tune in or watch on the Choose to Think podcast channel on YouTube messages that connect the brain with your mind and body in fascinating ways. Be sure to click back to grab that episode. But even today's episode is quite similar because I'm talking about the brain and a particular chemical in your brain. Because I took Charles Spurgeon's take on Psalm 11 about steadfast trust, you know, what he said about it. That's how he categorized this psalm. And I wondered, how is trust demonstrated in your brain? In my research, I found a Harvard Business Review called The Neuroscience of Trust, which really took a deep dive into management behaviors that foster employee engagement. Okay, so I wanted to parallel that, say, let's say God is our manager and you are the employee, or God is your father and you are his child. Well, this is what this article synopsis says. It says, quote, through his research, that's the author of this article, through his research, Zach was his name, Z-A-K, on the brain chemical oxytocin shown to facilitate collaboration and teamwork, Zach has developed a framework for creating a culture of trust and building a happier, more loyal, and more productive workforce. By measuring people's oxytocin levels in response to various situations, first in the lab and later in the workplace, Zach identified eight key management behaviors that stimulate oxytocin production and generate trust, end quote. And by the way, that chemical oxytocin is the one that is released when you pet your dog, when you hug someone. It's also released with nursing babies. It's a really strong socially connecting chemical. So this got me thinking, how was trust, how is trust created between you and God Almighty? So let me take those eight tips in the article and apply them to your life. It's really fun to do this. Let's just say God is the manager. And what did he, what did he do in the life of David to create such a strong trust bond? And what does he do in your life? In other words, can trust between you and God be increased or fostered? And the whopping answer is yes. So let's parallel the eight management techniques that promote trust between you and God. Number one, the best managers, remember we're calling this the best manager God, recognize excellence. Okay, does God recognize excellence in you? A resounding yes, God affirms who you are time and time again. And he says these things about you that exude excellence. 
it's he says that you as his created being are very good he gives you identity he says you are strong whole loved and fearfully and wonderfully made in his image in psalm 11 he calls david righteous and upright you too are made righteous through the atoning sacrifice of jesus christ okay number two the best managers induce challenge stress well god knows exactly how much to challenge you in your life Although there are days that you may feel like you've had enough and that you just can't cope anymore, keep in mind that though life is difficult, you will reap a reward for your hard labor. God tells you that no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And that's coming from 1 Corinthians 10, 13. God even challenges you to take up his yoke upon yourself every single day. His yoke is easy and light. Remember to let God do the heavy lifting, especially in those moments when you feel overwhelmed or without hope. He allows you to be challenged in part to help you rely fully on him and to we have this expression, I always say, move over bacon, make room for sizzling. Well, he wants to be the bacon in your life. You can trust him. He's got the shoulders for it. Now, in Psalm 11, David had stress all right. He encouraged his own heart and soul by taking refuge in the Lord and by reminding himself that God sees and is righteous in his judgments. If you are under stress, where do you run? Where do you fly? Can you stand the ground, your ground, knowing and believing, even articulating that God is your refuge and your strength? Number three. Good managers give people discretion on how they do their work. Well, God absolutely gives you freedom of choice, free will. After all, he didn't create robots or programmable autotrons. He allows you to choose to love him or not. His love for you is quite costly, by the way, a love that ushered his only son to a cruel death on a Roman cross. He gives you the option to love him or not. In ways, this great awareness can increase your trust of him and in him because his love for you is unconditional and genuine. In other words, there's nothing that you can do to earn his love. He freely gives it. And that's something that's amazingly trustworthy. Let's consider David's identity, his job, so to speak. He was a musician, a brave shepherd boy, turned king of Israel and warrior leader of mighty men. In his various roles, as well as a human man, God gave him the leash to be governed by his father, God, or not. Some scholars believe this psalm, Psalm 11, was written by David when he was in King Saul's court and when the hostility of Saul toward David was beginning to manifest, but before it had erupted into open persecution. And in that position, David knew he had been appointed. He stood his ground and he refused to flee. But remember, whether David stayed or fled, his trust in the Lord and his guidance never waned. He knew the Lord would guide him and would lead him. He trusted God and God proved himself trustworthy. Number four, the best managers enable job crafting. God even created you with a purpose and he allows you to figure it out. He gave you unique gifts and a real calling, yet he offers you the dignity to pursue these purposes on your own accord and in the fashion you choose. 
I knew in the fourth grade that I wanted to be a teacher. Did you hear me ever tell that story before? How I trapped, literally trapped, like I I don't know, I must have twisted their arms, two of my classmates and coerced them to stay inside our classroom during recess so I could teach them geography from my mom's college geography book. Uh, Yes, that actually happened. And then over the years, I also fell in love with the Spanish language and ultimately have, I have been a Spanish instructor at the university level for nearly 30 years. I also love to travel and have been so fortunate to visit several Spanish speaking countries. And now I mentor other women, helping them to overcome depression, anxiety, and general angst and inertia so they can find joy and freedom every single day of their lives as a Christian. If you would like a free mentoring session, shoot me an email at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. And needless to say, God made me a writer. I love to write. If you haven't gotten your hands on my daily devotional that was recently revised and comes with a free gift, please click the link in the show notes. You know, God has allowed me to pursue these types of loves, but always with him. As to Psalm 11 in David's role, this component that builds trust goes hand in hand with the previous one as God gave David discretion to stand and God's purpose for David was clear. He was to lead the Hebrew nation. This type of intimate connection only deepened David's trust in God. God was unwavering and David was also unwavering in his trust for God. Number five, the best managers share information broadly. Okay, so this is so God. We could say, oh, that's so God. Boy, has God shared information broadly, and I do mean broadly. The Bible, God's holy and inspired word, has been sold more than any other book, hands down. Did you know that on average there are 100 million Bibles printed every year and that it's projected that there are more than 6 billion Bibles printed to date? 6 billion with a B. The Bible's been translated to over 690 languages. And here's another wow fact just to think about. Every single minute, every single minute of every single day, 38 Bibles are sold. David had all, if not parts, of the first five books of the Bible. That would be like the Pentateuch, those first five books. David also had the traditions and stories that were passed down to him as, quote, information. Even Ruth was like a great-great-grandmother or so, so he would have known about her and stories about her. He may have even had bits of the Psalms, and of course, he steadily wrote more to add to the bunch. All this to say, God made himself known in many tangible ways, then and now. Even without the written word, God declares who he is through creation. These are powerful ways to know and trust God more. Remember, brain changer, God gave you his word. He gave you his written word, and he also gave you the word. Remember from um, Matthew, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. Listen, you can trust him. What a great manager he he is, right? I mean, God is like getting A pluses in all these categories. And I don't mean to sound so flippant about it, but I love that. I love knowing that my relationship is only deepened with my heavenly father because he's proven himself trustworthy time and time and time again. And in this world of fake news and instability and insecurity, we need an anchor. We need a source. We need a foundation that does not crumble. And that's what we get with our relationship with God. Okay. Continuing number six, the best managers intentionally 
build relationships. Pause for a moment to think about that. The best managers intentionally build relationships. How has God intentionally built a relationship with you? The one mark of Christianity that distinguishes itself from other belief systems is that Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. You've probably heard that before. Everything hinges on the fact that Christ was crucified, died, was buried, and rose again. Events which changed the entire world's history. God intentionally opened a door for you to come into relationship with him. Have you entered in? Do you trust him? Have you ever examined all the ways he shows up in your life? And if you are a devout Christian, how do you foster that relationship with him? Now, as to David, I don't think anyone would claim that he was not in a relationship with his creator, because as as a matter of fact, he was called a man after God's heart. Psalm after Psalm, he proclaims, Oh God, you are my God. I will praise you. In you, I place my hope. These are not declarations made by someone who does not trust the God he serves. God proved himself trustworthy time and time again in David's life. And I think if you think about it, you'll note that he's proven himself in yours. Number seven, the best managers facilitate whole person growth. Trust is built when your leader encourages you to grow. Have you, like David, tripped up during your lifetime in really serious ways? David committed adultery. He murdered. Yet through these horrible missteps, he grew. He confessed and acknowledged his trespasses, repented and was restored. Nothing was wasted in David's life and nothing is wasted in yours. Your relationship with God involves fire, flame, flood, and famine, But you trust along the way that these rough moments, whether at the hand of God's permissible will or whether as a result of your own transgressions, in all of these, God wants you to grow. He wants you to rely on him fully at every step of the way. He becomes more, greater in your life while you become less. Are you growing in wisdom? Is your faith deepening? Are you a tried and true vessel of God's amazing love and grace all on display for a world who needs to see that? God wants you to grow in all areas of your life, to take good care of your soul, your mind, your body, and your spirit, the whole kit and caboodle. Is there an area of your life that you are not growing, that you're not changing, developing, or becoming more like God? Well, maybe today's the day to make a change. Trust God to assist you and show you the way. And here's the last trait. Number eight, the best managers show vulnerability. Excellent managers show their own humanness and vulnerability. Does God? Well, okay, let's think about it. Jesus, fully man, fully God, certainly was vulnerable. He was a man of great sorrow. He wept. He had moments of despair. He felt tempted. Remember remember when he even asked his disciples to pray when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane? He asked them to stay awake and to be alert. Do you remember that? Well, that's someone who is vulnerable. He's sharing his despair in, in some ways and trying to include others in that. All of this we can read about Jesus while he walked the earth. We can read about his life in the Gospels and so forth. Yet, in his vulnerability, he remained humble and with a soft heart, always aiming to do the will of his Father, even unto death. Did David witness a vulnerable God? Yes. He saw God as so merciful and loving, yet righteous and just. And how about you? 
How has God shown himself vulnerable to you? The Bible says that by his wounds, you are healed. His vulnerability paved the way for your royal status to come into being and for you to have kingdom authority. Your God is the most personal and reliable and relatable of gods who allowed his son to be stripped nearly naked. The utmost show of vulnerability and humility and all for you on your behalf. This is the linchpin of sorts in the faith of a believer. He died for you. So there you have it. Eight reasons that God too I think we can safely determine is trustworthy. He's worthy of our trust. Ultimately, the author of the cited article that I've been reading about managers concludes this. He says, managers can cultivate trust by setting a clear direction, giving people what they need to see it through, and then getting out of their way. And doesn't God do all of these things for you? Doesn't he set a clear direction, a clear path for you, giving you everything you need to see it through? And then he steps back and allows you to do your part of life, to live your life his way with him and according to his statutes and his laws and the precedents that he's, that he's set forth in his word. Well, God has cultivated trust by setting a clear direction for all of humankind. He's proven himself over and over again, thousands of years, including that very moment when Christ hung on the cross. He was buried and then rose again, defeating death in an event that changed the course of human history. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's pretty clear if you ask me. God has given mankind the ability to accept or reject that Jesus is the risen Son of God. And ultimately, God gives you the dignity of a choice to love Him or not. So let's listen to this magnificent psalm. And I'll meet you on the other side, so stay tuned. Psalm 11, the NASB version. In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, Flee as a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They have set their arrow on the string to shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see. His eyelids test the sons of mankind. The Lord tests the righteous and the wicked, and his soul hates one who loves violence. He will rain coals of fire upon the wicked, and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. The upright will see his face. And this is the word of the Lord. I hope I have painted for you a picture of just how trustworthy God is. Let's recap very quickly, talking about these characteristics of our God. God recognizes excellence. Number two, God induces challenge stress. But now remember, he'll get you through it. Number three, God gives you discretion in how you do your work. Number four, God enables job crafting. Number five, God shares information broadly. Number six, God intentionally builds relationships. Number seven, God facilitates your whole person growth. And number eight, God shows 
vulnerability. So there you have it, Brain Changer. I hope you're encouraged in your faith. I hope you're encouraged in knowing God in a different way. We've just had fun with this article and shine the light on who he is as our God. May you have the courage today to trust him, no matter your trial, no matter your hardship, no matter any temptation that comes before you. May you trust your father and may you submit your will to his and do what he says. He'll help you through it. You are not alone. I love you so much. And if you've enjoyed this episode, would you please pass on the link to a friend? You can text them and say, hey, have you heard of this podcast? You can tag me on social when you do. I would just absolutely love to know that you're enjoying these episodes. I'd also love to know what else you want to hear about. These Psalms are so much fun to me and I love connecting the dots for you, finding practical applications of your faith as a 21st century Christian, kind of taking the Christianese out of everything and instead just focusing on, okay, so what, what does this mean and what different does it make in your life? Those are big questions and we want to answer those here. So thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. I cannot tell you how much I'm so grateful that you're here and that you're a part of this ministry. You mean the world to me. And if there's anything I can do, you please reach out. So until next time, you keep living your best thought life. It's a wrap, Brain Changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.